listener exclusive. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. It is Thursday, March the 9th. Welcome to the opening episode of the 2023 season of Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL-adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. And yes, we are back for another season of um, barely thought through insight. (laughs) struggling to remember the names of players, retirements, delistings, all that. Can you keep track of that stuff? Like I know we we sort of, our preview episode, we like to kind of look at each team and talk about, you know, captains and coaches and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I reckon this season, captains and coaches, I think I'm going in knowing, because I know there's been a lot of changes. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I know who's kind of gone. I think I could name who's gone for captains, but I'm not sure that I could 100% name who is, who has replaced them. It's also an interesting discussion, that captain one too, like that idea. Everyone has an opinion on whether or not there should be co-captains or not. Mm-hmm. If you're a player, do you think it would bother you in the slightest whether or not you have two captains or one captain or three captains? Okay, so let's uh, put it in the two guys, one cup world, right? right. There's three of us. There's okay. uh, the two people that have already been introduced on air, you know, myself and yourself. But there's also Podcast Mike and we will yep. get to Podcast Mike's big year of footy. Don't worry. If that's the reason you've tuned in because <laughs> you know 2023 is going to be Podcast Mike's big year of footy, we well, are absolutely going to get to that. But- I'm sorry, Will. It's Podcast Mike's bigger year of footy. Last year, 2022, was meant to be Podcast Mike's big year of footy. He squibbed. So this is mm. the bigger year of footy. Well, it's it, it could it has to be bigger. There's no way it could be a smaller year of footy than what he managed to put together last year. So I think by definition, it's definitely going to be a bigger year of footy, but I want it to be a big year of footy for podcast Mike. But let's just say we're the team, we're the core team, you know, and they come to us and they say, well, between the three of you, you've got to elect a leader of two guys, one cup. We've got to put together a captain, a vice captain, and I guess one other person to be led out of the three of us. <laughs> How do you think that vote goes? Who would you vote for? You have to vote them one, two, three, and this is for leadership positions of the podcast. Can I vote for myself? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I, well, I'm captain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that I'm captain because, um, you know, when it comes to strategy for the apps, doing the media, that kind of stuff, I'd be like a Jaron Geary type mm-hmm. captain where I'm not necessarily the most talented person, but I'm the most reliable mm. and I set standards. <laughs> <laughs> then I think I'd put yeah. a vote in for you to be, I'm happy for you to be my co-captain okay. and maybe we split the responsibility where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, well, you go out and toss the coin and you motivate the boys and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I'm the one who does all the admin. Like, Because I think mm. that's the idea behind sort of having two captains, right, is you've got different strengths in different areas. I mean, are you are you considering that we, the closest to us is probably the Brisbane arrangement where you're the Lockie Neal, 
you know, you're the person who is going to prepare meticulously and, you know, do all the right things. And I'm the Harris Andrews who will be good in some bits and then just wander off aimlessly <laughs> and forget he's playing football in other bits. Yeah, you're just the tall guy. Every co-captain <laughs> needs to be tall. You're just the tall guy. We've just worked out that having someone who's got a little bit of height just gives more authority. I don't know why, but it's just evolutionary. We can't argue with evolution. Well, I mean, I don't know. Linda, no offence, Podcast Mike, and we will hear from you a bit later, but I don't know that I could cast a vote for Podcast Mike. I mean, in what circumstance or what would be Podcast Mike's attributes, do you think, to be captain of this show? I don't think he could be captain, but I think he would be a fine member of the leadership group. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> I didn't realize we had a leadership group as well. <laughs> no, well, I'm considering the leadership group to be captain and vice captain. And then there's only one person on the outer. And look, if I was voting, my vote would be three to you. You know, you should be the, absolutely, you should be the captain of this ship. Two to podcast Mike and one to myself. I would definitely be thinking that he, in case of any major decisions about the future of this podcast needing to be made, I think you should consult podcast Mike before you do me. <laughs> so hang on. But so from mm. your perspective, then what is your function on the show on the show? You just want to go out and toss the coin. You do the intro, so that's the mm. equivalent of like tossing the coin. But then after that, can't rely on you for anything. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd like to think that I'm more like your Dusty Martin. Not in a right. leadership position. Yes. But you Mercurial know. on the field. Exactly. I, br yeah. I, br I bring a bit of razzle dazzle. I'm like a big name. I'm just not trusted in leadership. That's right. Yeah, you're you're the you know what you're like. You're like the guy, the the Patrick mm. Dangerfield when they they bring in a big name player and they give him the captaincy after like a year. Mm. It's like it's a real damning indictment on the existing list. But it's like they've just put this guy in <laughs> and had him a captaincy. It's like, mate, without Will Anderson, this show would be nothing. <laughs> well, well, it was a big off-season in, in a lot of ways. A lot of people were very keen to hear our thoughts post-grand final uh, about what happened at St Kilda. We didn't really talk about it. We'd planned to maybe do one of those off-pods, but we didn't really do it. Well, the good news is, Charlie, that um, I secretly recorded our thoughts and I've leaked them out to the other clubs. So the tape <laughs> is still out there. Now, let's talk about that story. So this is what happened last week by yes. the time you're hearing this episode. But of course, so who knows? if it's been leaked by the time that you guys are hearing this. But when you read between the lines, it's fascinating, isn't it? So for those who don't know, um, in the practice match against the Bombers, uh, the behind-the-goals footage that the, the Saints shot, it all gets uploaded. All the practice match footage gets uploaded to a central server that can be accessed by all the teams. But whoever uploaded it at the Saints also uploaded the audio from the coach's box. So whatever the coaches were saying to each other, whatever their assessments of the list were, that was all gone to this central server. Now, ordinarily, you'd be like, oh, what's wrong with that? Well, I wouldn't think there's anything wrong with that. But the club got on the front foot mm. so quickly <laughs> and Ross Lyon had to go and speak one-on-one -on -one to certain players. It makes you think, oh, boy, is this a Rodney Eade, Will Minson situation all over again? I mean, the fact that they so quickly apologise to everybody <laughs> does imply that they're a little bit worried about what comments might actually be on that tape. And... You can imagine, like, I mean, again, you can imagine those conversations happen all the time in there. And I think St Kilda have handled this the best that they can handle it after the initial fuck up, right? The best thing to do absolutely is just go to players and immediately say, look, the truth of it is that there are full and frank conversations that happen in that box. And you'd imagine that's the case as well. Um, you know, things that are said in the heat of the moment aren't necessarily things that, you know, I think of you at all times. But I think that you'd use it at this point in the season as motivation anyway, right? 
at this point of the season, that would be saying to that player, there are some deficiencies in your game that we need you to step up in. And look, there might be a tape later in the year where I call you the C word. <laughs> so <laughs> I just need to get on the front foot. Well, I'm thinking that maybe this is kind of like Russ Lyons' entertainment tonight uh-huh. secret recording moment that you hear him say, you know, when you coach, they let you do anything. You can just grab them by the footy. Just grab them by the footy. <laughs> they love it. Well, maybe it's the opposite. Is there any chance that this is Ross, the master coach slash master media manipulator, who's used the time that he's had outside the football world. He's learned about the media. He understands how these things operate now. Is there a chance that this is actually Ross's subtle way of like, he's looked at the list. He's like, there's a few people here who need an absolute blast. You know what we're going to do? We're going to pretend that we're accidentally leaking this tape. He said a few choice yeah. things about some players he really needed to have a one-on-one with. The rest of it is just complete nonsense. Yeah. So it's like disinformation, basically, to the rest of the clubs who think they've got, oh, here's Ross's game plan. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Jack Steele's yeah. going to play fullback. Like, you know, like he's just saying completely yeah. nonsense <laughs> things, right? <laughs> like, and, and, and he's just got it out there as like some master tactic. Is there any chance from what you know about the St Kilda Football Club and how it's run that this is some master tactic? Absolutely not. No. We have no master plan. 150 <laughs> years in the competition has proven we never, even when we win the thing, it's almost a complete fluke. I mean, I think I, I, I would be interested to hear the audio just to see if you could disseminate, because I don't know if you've been paying much attention to Ross. He's done a fair bit of press since he got reappointed. And I was trying to think back like, oh, what was he like when he first coached us? But I'm sure he wasn't this kind of eccentric. Like the way he talks now, and the, and the sort of goofy manner in which he kind of, you know, he rambles and pauses. It's very like Robbo-esque. But I'm like, has he lost his mind a bit? <laughs> we just haven't noticed. Like, I, I'm, I'm not worried yet, but I have heard a few interviews with him where I'm like, he seems to be having a good time. He's giggling a lot and seems to be really enjoying himself. But like, has he lost the plot a little bit? I mean, maybe that's the reason they had to talk to the players. That he was yeah. paying absolutely no attention to the game and just having a good time <laughs> in the box. And it's just, just swinging like, around in his chair, hitting buttons. He thinks he's on the Sunday rub still or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, keeps calling one of his assistant coaches Howie. Well, it's, I look, I, I, I really hope that the audio doesn't come out because I just don't want the season disrupted. But I'm not hopeful for this season anyway. Like, talk about your injury curses. Like, it starts with Max King, you know, in December, shoulder reconstruction. And then it's like Jack Billings, broken leg. And then it's like Jack Hayes, broken foot. And then it's Tim Mimbry, uh, knee. Then it's Zach Jones. It's like, okay, well, this is, this is interesting. Uh, you know, last year I was sort of saying it's the hope that kills you. So I'm going into this season with no hope. And I'm hoping <laughs> that not having no hope will make me live. Is, if, is that the opposite of hope will kill you? So having no you hope. You know what the problem is, though? You, you've said that you have no hope but then you hope that that helps. And I ah, think that that means that you do have hope. Yeah, right? You've got to, to have no hope completely. You've literally got to give up hope. You can't be thinking, I will trick the team. If I give up hope, then suddenly something good will happen because that in itself is just a fucked up version of hope. And, it, I, and I, if I'm honest too, I'm also having no hope in the hope that next year, the game yeah. plan will take shape and we would have got rid of some dead So that's stuff. not no yeah, hope. Is no, that's right. at least one bit of hope. Screwed myself over again, <laughs> this goddamn <laughs> footy psychology. You've literally got to break yourself to the point where there is absolutely no hope. 
that's the only solution that you have. Now, you uh, weren't able to do the grand final uh, show, and so we didn't get your thoughts mm. on how it all finished up. But, um, you know, you're a, a man who's had a love-hate relationship with Geelong. Um, you've often tried to exclude them from the finals, the most successful finals team <laughs> in the last decade, and you're often dropping them out of the eight. Yeah, but, uh, to, to, uh, but to be fair was right back on him last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, that's Even right. at a point when other people weren't necessarily. Well, you, you learned so, your lesson after riding off Melbourne the year before. <laughs> you got it right. You got your, your line yeah. and your length in for, for 2022. I mean, they were just brutal. Mm. But it was incredible. I loved it. Like, I mean, I as a, as a neutral, like, I mean, terrible for Sydney terrible. fans. And, of course, it would have been great to see a more competitive grand final. But if you're not going to see something that is – like competitive and close, I think the next best is seeing a something that you just get to see. Well, it's like the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, you just get to see the best comp team in the competition play at their best on the day. And there's something really satisfying about that because the nature of finals football often means that if the competition's close, it means that like part of that might be that you've managed to nullify the skills of a player on the opposite side to keep it close. Whereas in this, you were just like, I mean, if you were a Geelong fan, you just dream of that day. You dream of having a grand final where you can just watch every bit of the replay and enjoy it. <laughs> They've had two of those though. They had 2007 yeah. against Port, which is what, like almost a hundred point yeah. win. And then that's, that's unfair. That's too much. That's, that's, that's spoilt for choice when it comes to grand final shellackings. Can I give you my take on this, Will? And this is going to be controversial and I know we're mm. going to upset a lot of our listeners and I've already had sort of feedback in this regard, but I feel like Sydney have had this coming for a while. <laughs> like, I don't know what has happened to Sydney in the last couple of years, at least from my perspective. But I don't like where this club's at. I don't like the entitlement of their supporters. I don't like the arrogance in which they carry themselves with. And so I didn't like seeing them getting smashed. But at the same time, I was like, maybe this isn't karmic justice. I think the Swan supporters and Swans fans have had it too good for too long. And in the same way that you kind of had it in for Melbourne the last couple of uh -huh. years, I get the feeling that I think that's going to, Sydney's going to be my Melbourne this year. It's like, I just, I used to love them when they were the bloods and the no dickhead policy, but there's just something. And I, I think it has to do with, they are a victim of their own success because they have been so good for so long. Their supporters have become entitled, at least this new generation of Swan supporters. It's like, you know, it's Sydney, it's a big glamorous city and they've got this big glamorous team. But that is the ultimate success that the team has finally ingratiates itself into the culture of the city is yeah. the entitlement. I yeah. mean, this is this is how you know that AFL is finally getting a proper foothold in the city of Sydney because it's adopted the persona. You know, the Western Australian teams always feel like Western Australian teams and the South Australian teams feel distinctly like South Australian teams. But I think that that entitlement that Sydney, people who live in Sydney think they're better than everybody else in the country. I think that it's good that people who barrack for the Sydney Swans also have that sense of, well, you're better than everybody else in the country. It, it feels right to me. Yeah, it, you're right. It does. It sort of lines up now with this sort of, I, like the identity of the bloods and the blue collar roots in South mm. Melbourne and stuff. I think that's, yeah. that's in the past. Like, I don't think you can hold on to that anymore. You, not in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. No, not when you're watching a game at the SCG, like Twilight at the SCG, and you're digging yeah. into your sushi platter. Like, you don't get to own that no dickheads policy thing anymore. It's all dickheads now. That's yeah. what we're saying. We have an all dickheads policy. <laughs> it's Sydney. 
<laughs> like it's very hard to sustain a club if you're looking for everyone not to be a dickhead when you're in Sydney. I'm sorry. You've just got to open the doors to dickheads eventually in the name of growth. Now, the other big story in the offseason um, was two guys, one cup favourite, uh, Jack Ginevan, Cheeky Jack, um, uh, getting filmed without his knowledge uh, uh, in, the, in the toilets mm-hmm. with a unknown substance. Don't do that, by the way. What? Don't film people without their knowledge? Well, <laughs> don't film people without their knowledge, well, particularly you, in toilets. Yeah, I, I mean... Consent is an, an interesting thing, isn't it? Like, we talk about consent a lot, but apparently if you're a footballer, you get no privacy. Well, I think in general in the world, there's an element of no privacy. Mm. You know, anyone who's ever been hit in the head by a magpie and ended up on brown cardigan <laughs> understands. Still that, my greatest, still you know, my greatest If you're out in public. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that, yes, like, I mean, the, the, everyone comes off badly in this situation, don't they? Because... Like the person who's filming it, the person who's like dobbing someone in, the person who's trying to sell that story, maybe they're the same person, maybe they're different people. Like Jack shouldn't have done it. Like you can understand it. He's a young person. He's done something dumb and we have all done those same sort of dumb things even when we weren't as young as he is or in those situations. But it was like it it was dumb. Like for any footballer to think that you can do that. If all the people in this story, the one that you probably have the most – sympathy for is Jack because that is a sort of spur of the moment decision and we've all done dumb yeah. things in the spur of the moment maybe you've had a couple of beers you don't have your common sense about you but it's the person who's had time to think about it and take that video mm. and get like go to get a better angle because they couldn't get the angle that they were going for and then to go give that to pass it on to someone else and maybe try and sell it yourself and they absolutely did the right thing I think Collingwood in the way they handled it because it didn't really identify him and there would have been a period of time in the past where you could have really rolled the dice on just going, it's not him. Like, we're, we're just going to, like, pretend. We're going to call the media's bluff. They can't run that and say that it's him. That would be – I think that if they tried to do that legally, you know, you probably could have got an injunction and stopped that from even running in the first place. But they got on the front foot. I think that they – I think that people understand now that, like, young people make bad decisions and – I don't know if you if you treat it properly. If you get them, you know, back on track, maybe you can, you know, steer them away from that. Okay. So my question for you is like last year, you know, Jack Gettivan sort of burst onto the scene. Um, There's all that controversy about whether or not he ducks for free kicks and all that kind of stuff, and he seemed to revel in the attention and the and the hatred of the crowd and stuff. Do you think this affects him in the slightest? Like clearly he's going to be hearing stuff over the fence. Maybe even opposition players are going to be like having a go at him. Do you think it elevates or restricts Look, him this year? I mean, he has talked about his mental health battles. So like he probably needs something to help him sleep. I would suggest horse tranquilizer. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, I, I remembered that we're a comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I felt like we got a little bit too sensible too early, a little footy chat too early. Um, here's what I would say. It, the front foot would be get yourself a, like a breakfast cereal sponsorship with Special K. Twist it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very cheeky. Cheeky That's Jack. In it, with cheeky I've Jack. swapped one I Special K. For a more healthy Special K. And this is now how I start my day. And it's the story of him turning himself around by eating Special K every morning. I mean, that I would love that. And I reckon too, I mean, you know, we were big fans of Cheeky Jack last year. I would love to see him do that. Like if you can double down in a way that's cheeky, mm. well, you know, right. he's not doing anything wrong. He's just owning it and being a bit cheeky. Mm. Then I'm all for it. What if he arrives at, you know, there's always media camped out at Collingwood training. 
You know, yeah. a place they always go to the car park. You can get the players on the way in. Yeah. What if Cheeky Jack, when he goes back for his first game, rides in on a horse? <laughs> like a really dopey looking horse? <laughs> a really dopey horse. <laughs> <laughs> that horse looks sedated. No, 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 no. <laughs> Speaking of um, uh, magpies, uh, Darcy Moore is sporting a new look. And, you know, we're a big fan of haircuts on this on mm-hmm. this show. And I, I sent you a photo because he, um, Darcy Moore, to front the media over the Jack Ginevan scandal and is looking like the lead singer of a 90s grunge band. What mm. is your take on that? Uh, well, I was surprised that um, he was able to do interviews during the day. Clearly, over the off-season, he's become a vampire. <laughs> he looked like somebody <laughs> from an Anne Rice novel. It's like did, yeah, that's he right. had to be raised from his coffin to come and do this interview about Cheeky Jack. So, yeah, it's, it's – I love it, by the way. Uh, the more of this in the AFL, the better. But particularly in like a leadership position at a big club like Collingwood, I think this is, I 100% endorse this look. Haven't captains like changed so much? Mm. You know, the idea, like the captain used to be the guy, you know, had a haircut you could yeah. set your watch to. But now this dude, he rocks up in a rip curl t-shirt. He's got his bleach blonde hair with the black roots showing and in the middle part and he's fronting the media to kind of talk about the standards at the Collingwood Football Club. Yeah, I mean, Fremantle's captain is Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates movies. So, yeah, I love that this is the new captaincy era. Well, we're going to get to that in a bit. Um, Just one last thing I wanted to touch on before we do our preview of each team uh, leading into this season. It's um, our first episode. It's our preseason episode. We've got some stuff to work out. We're probably going to make some mistakes, but it appears we're not the only one. Will, did you catch 360 this week? Oh, I did catch 360. You're talking about the very first episode of the very first season of AFL 360? Let's hear it, Mike. Give me something that you liked. I, I, well, it happened a while ago, but I liked the Ross Lyons back coaching. I remember... I, mm. And also like Brisbane, mm. Joe. <laughs> Sorry. This is our pre-season. It's our pre-season. <laughs> Not in. You skipped one page no, too. No, I did. Sorry. Warms <laughs> oh, the heart, doesn't it? <laughs> They're back. They're back. I was watching that live and it was... Amazing, because I think he didn't even skip one page. I think he skipped two pages, because <laughs> yeah. he was doing his typical Robo thing, where he just flicks through the rundown, regardless of where they've moved through the show, and just did not listen to what the question was. Didn't understand what the question was. Like ten minutes later in the show, they got to the Ross Lyon bit. Like I kept sitting there going, "When is the Ross Lyon bit coming up?" <laughs> it was like ten minutes later. I mean, there was a tagline uh, for the uh, for Lethal Weapon 2 when they got Danny Glover and Mel Gibson back, and it was just, the magic's back. And I feel that's what we've got with 360. The magic is back. The original buddy cop duo of uh, 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 Jared Waitley and Mark Robinson. I mean, even the opening banter, I don't know if you saw this, but it was like, Jared, you've been doing some interesting things over the summer, and Jared talks about the fact that he's been to India, to the cricket, and he's been to the golf in America, Super and Bowl. that he went to the Super Bowl, and like, Robbo's just like, yeah, <laughs> like, I drank a lot of cans. <laughs> lay on the couch. <laughs> Rolled around a bit. <laughs> Found some cigarette butts in an old ashtray, and went all the way, smoked all the way down. All right, let's get into the season preview. So, um, if you're new to the show, okay. new to a season preview, this is what we do. We run through Welcome. each team alphabetically and uh, we test ourselves. Uh, Podcast Mike has the answers, but we uh, test ourselves to name the coach, the captain, 
and the most recent or the reigning best and fairest winner, which always stumps me because there's certain clubs <laughs> in which I barely know the names of any of the players. Yeah. Um, so we start with Adelaide. I think that's pretty easy. Uh, so we're going to, we'll do the, we're a team on this one, Will. Um, so we know that the yeah. coach okay, is great. Matthew Nix. Is that right? Matthew Nix. <laughs> Good. Yep. And Lock it in. I know there's a new captain. Do you know who the new captain is? Yes. Jordan Dawson. He's the dude from Jordan. He's from Sydney. Yeah. He's, the one, he, he's the one we talked about. Yeah, who came for one in. year and they went, you're the best. <laughs> you are the best of us. You can kick a goal <laughs> I know the that, siren to win a game. You're captain. I know you are the ninth best leader in Sydney, but he, you are the best of us. Um, and so, oh, no, best and fairest. I, it's, it always seems to be Rory Laird, but I don't know. Did he have a good season last year? I mean, he always has a good season, doesn't he, Rory? But Laird? that's why that would I'm, be that's on base my guess. On. I know Tex had a really good season. Um, I Fogarty? Uh, did Fogarty have an okay season? I mean, what about old mate who we've just said was the captain, Jordan? Jordan Dawson. Jordan Dawson. Like, I mean, if they've made him captain, is there a chance that he was the best in Ferris last season? Yeah, maybe. I, I think we just go with Rory Laird. Let's go with tried and true, Mike. Okay, I'm fine with that. Mike, what's the answer? Coach Matthew Nix, Captain Jordan Dawson, and best and fairest Rory Laird. Oh, jo Charlie. Jordan Dawson you... second, hundred and fourteen oh, votes to Dawson, one eighteen to Rory Laird. That's awesome. Well, I feel much better about that. Um, good start, Will. That's good. I mean, feeling good. Yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, guessing that Rory Laird is the best and fairest in Adelaide is not the hardest one we'll have to deal with. I think, but that was good. Well done. Uh, so, does that mean then? Is that like have we what we done? Is is that the equivalent of like a round one result where it's like, oh yeah, like you know, we got the, we, we we got that one right, but then the rest of the season is like, oh, back to normal. We're going to fuck up the rest of them. Well, let's see, but it's a strong start. Like you know what, a round one win only has the same amount of points as the rest of the rounds, but there is something about winning in round one that gives you some confidence. Okay, so the next team uh, is a Brisbane Lions, um, and we, we sort of touched on this earlier because we know there's been a, a dual captaincy appointment. So I feel like we're going to go two from two here. I don't want to jinx us early on, but we know who the coach is. Yep. The great man. Yep. Chris Dennis Pagan. Pagan. Dennis Pagan. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they have a co-captaincy, Harris Andrews, the man who yep. sounds like a menswear store, and uh, <laughs> Lockie Neal, the, like, who should have won another Brownlow, except that Carlton have great lawyers. And I would imagine that Lockie Neal also won their best and fairest, you would think, right? Well, he had a pretty amazing – yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yes. Mike? All three correct again. Oh, man, this is like too easy. Maybe after seven years of doing this show, we actually have learnt something about football. Two from two. I mean, it can barely go wrong from here, apart from if you're St Kilda last year. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is Carlton. All right. Michael Voss, okay. captain. Paddy Cripps. Yes. Sorry, Michael Voss, coach. Paddy Cripps, captain. And Paddy Cripps would have to have been. Uh, do, do they only have one captain, oh. Carlton? Yes. Yeah, yes. I think so. I mean, who else is going to, who else would you put up next to Paddy Cripps? I mean, Sam Walsh, he's not captain yet, is he? He's like, <laughs> I've, I, as I've um, mentioned on the show uh, many times, I, I'm in a WhatsApp chat, uh, which is meant to be a general Aussie rules chat, but it is dominated yes. by Blues fans. And I can tell mm -hmm. you there is some pessimism creeping in already, yep. which I'm loving. <laughs> like, oh, mate. <laughs> I had, a, I had a conversation backstage with Dave Hughes at the Adelaide Fringe for about 20 minutes, and it's fair to say that he shares that pessimism. He does not feel optimistic about them making the eight this year. Well, I mean, Zach Williams too. Like, that was the big, the, the most um, 
a, a fervent discussion I witnessed was about, because he got a, like a five-year contract or a, or a six-year, a, a huge contract. He's on big money, has done his knee, obviously had injury issues last year. I don't know that you should be paying a halfback flanker <laughs> $800,000 a year. Like I think, you know, like it's good to have a running a running halfback, but is that like, that's like blue chip key forward pay, like pay level. Yeah, because they weren't going to play him in the halfback. Like the whole plan was that he was going to become a gun midfielder. Oh, midfield minutes? Was that what they were talking about? He was going to play big midfield minutes. Turns out he's not playing anywhere on the field minutes <laughs> anymore. But yeah, you don't play $800,000 for a halfback flanker, but you do pay $800,000 for a midfielder that you have to play at a halfback flank. Um, did we get the answers to this? I think we're, we're pretty right on this. Best and fairest would be Paddy Cripps. Yeah. He won the... Brown Cripps line. won the Brownlow. He's, he's got to be the best and fairest, surely. Yeah, so it's Voss... And then Crips, Crips, Crips for the next two. Okay. Well done. Yeah. Three for three. Excellent. All right. All right. Now, this is a little trickier because I know there has been yes. a captaincy change and I don't know if they've even... Uh, oh, no, we do. We just talked about him. Okay. It's Collingwood. Um, so, we know the coach is Fly, Craig McRae. We know the captain yes. is Darcy Moore. Yes. Who? Oh, it, was Nick, it would have to be Nick Dacos, right? No. Did he win their best and fairest? No, he didn't win their best and fairest. Uh Scott Pendlebury didn't, did he? No. No. Um, who would have, who, who was their best more? player last year? Well, I thought Nick Dacos would have been their best player. Taylor Adams. Taylor Adams? But um, he was injured for parts last year. Yeah, he was. That's true. What about Jamie Elliott? He, like, Jamie Elliott had a really good year. And a couple of like, match that he won performances. The... Yeah. Gee, this is Ooh, a hard oh one. Oh, my God. That is a hard one. Do, do you want a hint? Yeah, give us a hint. Do you want a Tofop style yeah, hint? Yeah, Tofop style hint. <laughs> yes. So, you, I, here's your hint. Similar-ish name to the the previous club's best and fairest. Similar-ish. Uh, oh, uh, crisp. Oh, crisp. Uh, crisp. Jack Crisp. Is that what you're locking in? Well, yeah, because that's a real good clue. <laughs> yeah. That's not a yeah. tote pop style clue. That's actually decent. Good. <laughs> well, good decision because you're bloody right. Well done. <laughs> yes. Mate, we are four from four. This is insane. We should. Wow. Well, we needed an assist there because I don't think no. either you or I were going to name 20 players and Jack was not going to come up. What does Jack stage. Crisp look like, Will? Describe him. No idea. <laughs> he's one of those invisibly good players. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's a classic example of I would have named 15 other Collingwood players before I remembered that he played for Collingwood. And he's he's that classic example of someone you go, oh, yeah, he's a gun. Of course, that's who, who it was. I don't even know what position he plays. You know, midfield. He he is a midfielder. He is a midfielder. Yeah. He's a midfielder. I'm gonna I'm just gonna just quickly have a look at I, him. And I'll give you two more clues for the rest of the game. Is that fair? Okay. okay cool. Oh yeah. yeah for so the entire, it's, phone, yeah, it's like good. phone a friend. Yeah. So we've used one. Okay, but this is ridiculous. Hang on. Sorry. Can you just type Jack Crisp into um uh, into Google yeah. and just bring up? Uh, no, no. It's, oh, yeah. Mike, just share your screen with us, Mike. Because I just need to show Will this. Uh -huh. I've just typed Jack Crisp into Google and you know how they bring up like the first four yeah. photos. He looks completely different in, in all four yeah, photos. Yeah, he's four The first he's one he's got peroxide Four hair. seasons in one day of Jack Crisp. <laughs> the second photo, he's got long hair and a moustache. Yeah. The third photo, he's got short hair and no facial mm. hair. Like, is he a footballer or is he an international spy? He has four distinct looks. Like, he might have four different passports. This is why we can't remember who he is because he looks like a different player every time you see him. Well, he looks fairly consistent in those, but just go to the back to the the splash page of Google. Just type his name. Don't go to image search. Just go to. Yeah, look at yeah. that. Look, 
That is, I mean, that's that's Jason Bourne's like top draw with all his passports. It, you know what it? it <laughs> you know what he looks like? H1. He looks like the same character in a movie played by four different actors. <laughs> like that yeah. Bob Dylan movie. <laughs> it's like Kate Blanchett and Heath Ledger. All right. Okay, uh, so that's probably our first wobble, but we've got two clue. Yeah. We've got two um, phone of friends left. Will, moving on uh, to the bombers. Okay, the bombers who Mark Robinson was scathing about um, on that same episode of Three Sixty. Yeah. Look, if we can't have Chris Scott being unhappy, then I'm okay with Brad Scott being okay. unhappy. So Brad <laughs> Scott's their coach. Saying. As long as one of the Scott brothers is having a bad year. Um, so Brad's a coach. Their captain. They appointed a new captain. Is it? Oh, shit. Is it's it Zach Merritt? Merritt or McGrath? I reckon it was Merritt and McGrath's vice captain, I reckon. I think. Okay. And, and best and mm, fairest would be Parrish. Darcy Parrish had a really good year good last year. year. Or um, He didn't have that. But it wasn't mm, He didn't have a better year the year before. Um, Merritt had a pretty remember. good year. Was I paid no before? attention to Essendon, I've got to be honest. Stringer had a pretty well, good year, but he most of the league definitely didn't, didn't win the best and he's fairest. He's injured a lot. Um, what about the Ruckman? The the he had a good year. Um, Peter two meter Peter, not two meter Peter, no, but oh, he did um, have a good year. Um, Draper, Draper, Sam Draper, Sam Draper. Um, no, not fast and fairest. No. I'm going to say reliable. It's I, merit. So okay, what do you Brad reckon? Scott coach, merit or merit or merit captain, and I reckon or McGrath. We're not finding a friend. Too is it soon. too soon? Because I reckon the bombers might be one of our worst areas. Okay, let's just yeah. quickly scan ahead. Well, Frio, I've got no idea. Geelong should be easy. Suns, I'll have no idea. Oh no, Suns will be easy. Mm. Giants will have no idea. Hawks, I'll have no right. idea. You know what? We, Ruse, nah, no, we're going to have to guess. We can't <laughs> spend another one here. We've got. We've, we've just got to guess at this point. Do you? Do you I say, I'm going to say Darcy Parish. Okay. I'm, I'm, look, I don't No, no, know. you know what? I, I, I don't, you seem, you, you've sucked air through your teeth. No, so that no, no, like no, no, no. You feel more no, strongly about it than I, I do. Don't, no, I don't want you, I don't, here's what I'm going to say. I don't want you to take the fact that I'm not sure what, that your answer is correct to mean that I think I have a better answer. Like, I just don't want you to be angry at me if it is, if it isn't Darcy, if you're right. I'm not going to be because I don't think I have a better okay. answer. My, my other guess would be merit, but it would be a hundred percent a guess. It would not, I don't have any information to, to say that that is okay, the case. So, so I'm, we'll lock it your in. opinion is as informed as mine. So I'm happy for you to be wrong out of two of us if one of it's wrong. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we'll lock in Brad Scott, um, yep. uh, Zach Merritt, and Darcy Parrish is best and fairest. Mike. Coach Brad Scott. Yes. Captain Zach Merritt. Yep. Best and fairest. Two meter Peter. Peter Wright. Oh. oh. So that's your How first. How did we miss two meter Peter? <laughs> I mean, two guys are one cup favourite. Two meter Peter. Oh, that's that's shameful. I just didn't think he had that good a year, but he must. I mean, clearly he, he had a he had a he had a good season. We forgot, too, that we should also be giving our predictions for these teams as we go through. Do you want to quickly just scan back and... and oh, yeah, where they're going to go. So do we do top six, middle six, bottom six? Okay, Adelaide, bottom six. Bottom uh, six. Uh, Brisbane. Oh, uh, no. hang on. Adelaide, bottom six. Um, middle six. Oh, okay. Interesting. I said bottom six for Adelaide. Uh, Lions, top six for me. Uh, top six, yep. Um, Carlton, middle six for me. Middle six. Collingwood, top six. Top six. Uh, Don's hmm, bottom six. Bottom six. Okay. Moving on to Fremantle. Okay, we know this. Um, coach, Justin Longmuir. 
Now, new uh, captain. Captain Alex Pierce. Alex Pierce. Is that his name? Shit. Alex Pierce. Good thing. I would have said Andrew Brayshaw, but uh, he's a vice captain. No. But he must well, be their I reckon best you're and gonna, I reckon we should say Andrew Brayshaw for best and fairest. Considering he's the MVP last year. Yeah, I'm happy to lock yeah. that in. That is a three for three. That is all correct. Well done. Okay. Brilliant. Okay, okay. good. And where do you think they will finish? It's an interesting one. I don't know. They got Luke Jackson in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say... Middle six. I think specifically, I think they'll finish yeah. at the bo- in the bottom part of the eight, but I think middle six. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Luke Jackson, you are for real, but I agree. <laughs> middle six. <laughs> All right. So the reigning premiers, the Cats, um, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Scott, coach, uh, captain, Paddy Dangerfield. How do you feel about that, Will? Good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the president of the Players Association. He's probably the most prominent you know, current playing voice on issues in the media. And it just, it makes sense to me. He's a natural leader. Um, But the thing about Geelong is it could have been half a dozen people and you would have gone, yep, they're all great choices. Like there's 12 players at Geelong who would have been the captain of Adelaide (laughs) if they'd gone over. (laughs) Yeah, there's like 12 players who could be captain and then there's Reece Stanley. (laughs) That's Nick Revolt's take. Um, okay, best and fairest. Gee, that's. I mean, who? Jeremy Cameron, it could have been, or Tom Stewart. Definitely could have been Jeremy Cameron. Um, could have been uh, like oh, one of their midfield. Cam oh, not Guthrie. Um, who was the one who came over from Adelaide and rejuvenated his career? Um, what's his name? Oh, um, the small forward. Stingle. Uh, Tyson Stingle. Had- yeah, Tyson Stingle. I think, um, I think Ka- Cameron... oh, oh, Isaac Smith. Oh, no, he won the Norm Smith, Isaac Smith. Gee, God, you're yeah. right. It's like the captain's issue. You can take your pick. Mark Blitzarves had a very good season again, but I don't think it was him. Oh, oh I don't know who it would be either. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject. This isn't a clue, oh, but okay. there are actually it was a shared award. So there are two oh. best and fairest, but if you get oh, one that- of them, we'll pay it. Oh, will you? (laughs) Thank you. I think so. Good. (laughs) As the official arbiter of this game. (laughs) As the arbiter of this completely arbitrary arbitrary game. game. (laughs) (laughs) That we forgot all the rules to like halfway through. Okay, so we have to lock in two. Um, He's going to pay one. So I reckon Jeremy Cameron would be a safe bet. Yeah, let's, let's say Jeremy Cameron for one and... Is it like, is there one of their back? Like, is it a Tom Stewart or is it? He missed some games, didn't he? Um, yeah, was he suspended or something? Or is it a. I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Who is their, like, who's their most consistent? Like, it's not, is it going to be Guthrie or Duncan or like one of those guys who just always is really good? Yeah. Um, There's two Guthries now, though, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Woody Guthrie, <laughs> Cam Guthrie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Spring his acoustic guitar <laughs> down to GMHBA Stadium. Um, I, I reckon, yeah, I reckon, uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, Jeremy Cameron and let's say Blitzars or was Tom Stewart. But, uh, sure. Who do you want to be at? Okay. Um, which one? Tom's, you're right. Tom Stewart was out for uh, a while, but I, I don't know how long. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, I was going to say Blitzars, but I don't, I've got no idea. No, no, no. I'm happy to go. Let's go with Blitzars. You deferred to okay. me with Parrish and I fucked that up. So let's. So we have Blitzars and uh, J- Jeremy Cameron. I, my, my guess is that it might not be either of them, which is just shows <laughs> how good Geelong are as a fucking team. So Geelong coaches Chris Scott, captain is Paddy Dangerfield, and best and fairest went to Jeremy Cameron. 
Oh, yes. And Cameron Guthrie. Oh, so I'll right. give you one point. Okay. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you give us one point. Are we actually scoring? I didn't I'm, I'm scoring. I'm going to have a... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm keeping score. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Uh, Cats, you know, top six, but who knows? Could go back to back. They were so good at the end of the year. Absolutely top six. Okay, moving on. The Gold Coast Suns, mm. favourite of ours. Um, I'm, uh, I'm very keen to see what happens with the Suns this year, now with Ben King's back. I mean, obviously at some stage, not in this episode, but at some stage we will take you know, full time to appreciate the great reign of Tony Cochran as he is moving on from being president of the chairman of the Suns. But we don't have to do it today. There's still some time to... We're, we're cutting together a package. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, uh, so uh, Coach Stewie Jew, captain is uh, Tuke Miller, and you would mm -hmm. assume the best of various was also Tuke Miller. Tuke Miller. He had a pretty amazing uh, now, season list. Is it, don't they have co-captains? Oh, no, hang on. Jared Witts is captain. Jared Witts is captain. Yes. Isn't it Jared Witts and, is it Tuke, Tuke Miller? Miller? Yeah, I think they have co-captains, don't they, Gold Coast? I think I so. I know about that. I feel like we've been here before, unless it's changed in the off-season and I paid no attention, which it may well have. I will confirm that Gold Coast is a dual captaincy. Okay, so if okay. they're a dual captaincy, then it has to be Took and Jared. Um, are you happy to lock that in? So Dewey, Took for best and fairest, and Took and um, Jared Witz for captains. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's a, a four for four. I'm actually okay, concerned by how much we're getting right. Like, I know in the might past be, when we've done the a, preview, I, sometimes mm -hmm. I've just made you guess all of them, but this is... Like our combined knowledge <laughs> is showing that we know the most is almost is almost the knowledge of one person. Yeah, exactly. If we just combine our powers and our might and a few clues from podcast Mike, we can almost competently name the captains best and fairest and coaches in the thing that we're going to spend literally forty hours talking about in the next four months. Um, okay, moving on to the Giants. This one's a bit more difficult. Did you want to say your Gold Coast uh, positioning? Um, middle six. Middle six. Yeah. I'd love to see them make finals this year. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to try and get up will and, and see uh, a few a few Gold Coast games live this year because they're so close to where we live. But, uh, yeah, I think that – I think if they do make the eight, it'll be down the bottom. They're like a Frio for me. Um, okay, Giants. Moving on to the Giants. We know new coach, new captain. Um, uh, the new coach is – he used to be assistant at St Kilda. He's a Port Adelaide guy. Can you remember his name? Adam um, – Kingsley? Kingsley. Adam, is it? That is that yeah. I always get confused with somebody else. Is it Adam Kingsley? Adam, it is Adam Kingsley. Yeah. He's rivaling Bevo for the biggest guns uh, in the he coaching. He does have ranks. guns. Like, what do you think that like does that affect the way you coach if you are buffer than half your list? It does? It's like play well or bash you. <laughs> is that what he does? Like he pushes them up behind the bike sheds after training, steals their He's pocket money. Mate, he's made Toby Green captain. Yeah. Right? Sole captain, Tony, Toby Green. Because Toby Green was co-captain, I believe, previously. He's made him sole captain. Yeah. This says to me, they're roughing blokes up in back alleys. If Sydney Swans, if you've identified that the Sydney Swans have become, you know, your eastern suburb entitled part of Sydney, mm. then like surely GWS, if they're really going to embrace like the western suburbs of this, you've got to go houses on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and Fat Toby Green's... Up. <laughs> exactly. This is your demographic. This is your audience. This is what you go for. So I think like guns out, Yeah, that's good for the, you know, like just show that you could rough some people up. Maybe that's how they recruit fans. Just 
hotted up Commodore, just dri- drives a hotted up. They don't arrive in a team bus. It's just like hotted up Nissan Skylines and Commodores. Get out of here, boys. Good game. Steal a car, go home. Like just encourage yeah. it, lean into it, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny because David Green did an interview, mm. you know, about taking on the captaincy and he's a more mature, sensible Toby Green. It's weird though that he, then he, he demands that he does those interviews in the dark so no one can see his face and they disguise his voice. He just said, I'm used <laughs> to it this way. I don't know why. Yeah. But he mentioned in that interview, he's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've sought out the advice of a few other captains, including Trent Cotchin. And I'm like, hang on. So you're saying that you're a more mature, you've got control of your anger. And then the guy you've gone to for advice is the dude who in the twilight of his career is punching as many blokes as he can. Yeah. But the, the difference between Toby Green and, and Trent is that Trent, has Trent doesn't this, get suspended. He doesn't get suspended. So that's what he's Ever. gone for advice. He's like, I'm still going to punch people, clearly. But how <laughs> yeah. do I punch people the way that you do it so I don't get suspended? Okay. So Giants. Coach is mm. uh, Adam Kingsley. Captain is Toby Green. Now, best and fairest. No idea. It's going to be like that defender, like Sam Taylor. Mm-hmm. Or or could it be Toby Green? I mean, he did miss the first five games of the year through suspension then had a pretty good season. What about like Tim Taranto? Does he still play for them? Um, I don't know. He's got no plus Richmond. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. What Hang about, on. The Hopper and oh, – was the Hopper and Toronto went through? I can't remember. Uh, yeah. What about um, uh, Cornelia had a good season, but it wasn't like a best and fairest wow. season. I feel like um, it was that defender. If his name is, in fact, Sam Taylor, I think that's his name. I mean, I think his name is Sam Taylor, the guy you're talking about. I would. I have no idea who won the GWS best and fairest. Let's – should we use one? I mean yeah. – because we will not be able to guess this at all. Yeah. So this might be our time where we need a clue, I think. Yeah, Mike, clue, please. Okay. Uh, say you were making... Oh, this sounds like a toe-pop clue already. Good. A shoe. <laughs> Cobbler. Oh, so someone, someone shoemaker, oh. showmaker. Oh, okay. say, say, say you were... Say you were yeah, peach cobbler. Um, Peachy, say peach. you were getting a soup made... <laughs> Yeah, Taylor, Sam Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. <laughs> Sam Taylor. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, we'll lock in Sam Taylor. Good. So a really bad What do you mean you're getting clue. a shoe made? How is... Uh, isn't there like shoe tailors? No, no cobblers. Not... They're called cobblers. <laughs> cobblers. Isn't there something to do with shoes that's like tailoring? Chuck Taylors. Oh, uh, are you talking now, maybe about... It was, maybe I was thinking of that, Chuck Taylor and Converse sneakers and stuff. Well, congratulations. You uh, have given the worst clue. I mean, that that's a pocket profile level bad clue. Completely misleading. Like, you heard me say cobbler and you didn't change the info. And then I love that the next clue is you just give us the name, just spell differently. Oh, Taylor. Yeah, all right, great. We got it. Yeah, think of um, think of a, a, a worldwide pop star, uh, something swift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a win for us because you do already pretty confident. Is that who we were talking about, Sam? Yeah, we called Sam him Sam Taylor. Walker, but Sam Taylor. Um, yeah, so it's three for three on GWS. Yeah. Well done. But we've only got one clue up our sleeves. Uh, and I'll do one 50-50 where I give you two names it could be. Okay. So you- oh, okay. yeah. Well, as long as the clues are as fucking clear cut as bloody he makes shoes. <laughs> um, okay. Now, the Giants ordinarily, I'd say bottom six, but you look at that list and they're still like, pretty bloody good like I don't there should be no reason why they can't bounce back but who knows I just feel like the conservative obvious choice would be say bottom six so that's what I'm going with 
I am not keeping any track of where I've put people and how many. And I think traditionally I'm going to end up with more people in the middle six than there are in the bo- the bottom six. But I think they are a middle six. I think they'll be good. In fact, I think they might even knock on the door of the finals but not make the finals, GWS. I reckon they'll have a better season than people think. Okay, moving on to the Hawks, uh, the family club. The antisocial Hawks. Uh, <sighs> Captain? Uh, James Sicily. Uh, James Sicily, re- recently appointed. Sam Mitchell, coach. Yep. Best and fairest. Would it be the dude who came, John Newcomb, who came like he was oh, like yeah. third in the rising star? Mm, maybe. Um, Wish name me five Hawthorne players. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's going to be... That's going to be tough. Well, like all James of the players I, I can name John play Newcomb. for other clubs now. Liam Shields, Jack Gunston, um, um, CJ... Uh, I mean, it's Koz, Kozy, be... Kozitsky. I mean, the, the safe bet is I, I it would be like. I mean, Sicily. Did Sicily have like a best know. and fairest season? Maybe. How many games? They had a they pretty good win? season. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, is it too late? Have we, so we've used two of our phone of friends. We've only got. We've one used left. two. So if we use one here, we're. Like we're okay, well, let's just quickly preview. We've got the Demons, yeah. North, Port, <clears throat> okay. Richmond, Swans. Eagles is going to trip us up as well, I think. And I, I think. Mm. Can we put a pin in it? Can we come back to Hawthorne? Can we use uh, an option to move on and see if, like, we could, you know, have a, like a guess up our sleeves? Yeah. Can we revisit? Mike, you're the arbiter of this arbitrary game. Yeah, you can use a skip card as a skip. Okay, great. Um, okay. So, brilliant. Great. You get one. Is there, a, you get, is there a reverse card? You get one skip card, but at any point if I want, yeah. I can use a reverse. But I, wa- okay. I won't be okay. using it today, but I just want to know for future there is a reverse card. Uh, okay, well, we'll get okay. that in mind for great. season preview 2024. Uh, <laughs> the other time we play this game. Right. Let's move the demons then. Pin and Hawthorne, um, mm. uh, Simon Goodwin, coach, captain, yes. Max Gorn. Max Gorn. Now, the problem with the best and fairest here is who do you pick? Yeah. they got so many guns. Clayton Oliver was Clayton pretty Oliver, incredible I think last had, year. Like, I mean, he had just an out-of-the-box season. I, w- I would be very surprised if it wasn't Clayton Oliver. Uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, you are correct on all three. Well done. Yeah. Now, let, let's touch on the Demons for a second because I watched mm-hmm. them in a practice match against us a couple of weeks ago and they were playing with pretty much a full list with with Grundy and Gorn. Mm. What, do they, what do they call them? Brundy or Gaundy or something like that? They're going to be good. Like, I think that, you know, may, people maybe have uh, slept on them because of last year, but they look fit and scary and motivated. Brun. Grunt, Brun, Brondy, Gondo, whatever you call them. Bromax. Bromax. So good. Like, they're both gun footballers who can play midfield or forward. Mm. So, yeah, I reckon, um, I mean, I I know we say top six, bottom six, middle six, but I'd, I'm quite willing to say they're going to play in the grand final, Melbourne. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to declare it right now. Potential, prem, flag potential premiers. I would say they're flag favourites. Like, I know that the previous. Would you? Yeah. But I, I just think. Like the previous premier always, you know, deserves the right to be flag favourites, but I think it's hard to back up at the moment. And I think that Melbourne had it. You know, they started. They remember they were on fire for the first half of the season, and then it just all fell apart a bit. It's been traditionally hard for teams to, apart from Richmond, to you know back up season after season. 
I think it's more likely than Melbourne if they can, you know, keep all their players on the field. I mean, if they can get Hunter to get back to where Hunter was playing at the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, before. he dominated in that same practice match as well. He was like awesome. And, he was and everywhere. Brought in Brody Still looks Grundy. very surprised though. <laughs> like I've never seen a player look more surprised to be on a football field than Lockie Hunter. His eyes are always just so wide. I mean, he's going to be even more surprised at the high standards they set at the Demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Langdon on one wing, you got yeah. Hunter on the other. You've got that incredible midfield. Like Petrarca and Oliver just do whatever they want. And then you've got these two enormous mid uh, ruckmen slash forwards. Like not a lot of deficiencies that the Demons no. have. They are they they're my tip to win the whole thing at this stage of the yeah. season. So, um yeah. And that's and that must suck for you to say because I know you hate the Demons with your heart and soul. You know what? Funny thing is, though, like you were talking before about the fact that you've, you've got a little hate in your heart for, you know, now. the Sydney Swans at the moment. And I think I've gone into this season not carrying a burden of hate off the preseason into the season. Okay. I'm not going to say that at some stage there won't be a team in the – like, I mean, after Melbourne demolish us in round one, I might go back to hating <laughs> Melbourne. But at the moment, I think they've added a couple of players – and, of course, they didn't win last year. There's a little bit more to like about Melbourne again now. So I'm not carrying – it could be back. Don't get me wrong. A couple of weeks from now, I could definitely be back on the hating Melbourne. But I think if you're going to pin your happiness on seeing Melbourne do badly this year, you're not going to be happy very yeah. often. You may as well just lie back and enjoy oh, it, God. right? It's going to happen Jesus regardless. Uh, I had Broden Kelly on my club. I've uh, been doing a summer series for those who yeah. don't know. If uh, you want to check it out, where I've been chatting to some uh, celebrity supporters about their teams and Broden Kelly was the Melbourne episode. And he brought up that you seem to have a hatred of Melbourne. He said, I, mm. I get the sense that Will doesn't like Melbourne. And so I tried to explain it away. I said it wasn't so much a hatred. It was more of an enjoyment of schadenfreude. You like to see a team that has it all just fritter it away. I do. That is actually true. I absolutely enjoy that. But also, now it's a culture and class thing. And it's um, the fact that they beat us, like in a grand final. Like it's all the key ingredients for you having a hatred of, you know, one particular club. So, um, but I don't have that hatred burning in me that passionately this season. I don't Speaking think. of, uh, sorry, just my club, just one other thing. Uh, Pete Hellier is the Collingwood episode and he mentioned that he doesn't mm. hate any club. He just loves Collingwood so intensely that he doesn't give a fuck about any other mm. club. Do you get that? I don't even really get, I heard somebody on the radio talking about the other day about the idea that they're only interested in their club and that's just never been my attitude to football. Mm. I like football. Yeah. I like following all the clubs. Like I like to being able to enjoy players playing well for other teams as long as they're not playing well, you know, against my team. And so if I'm enjoying the entire series, like every good series has got to have like a hero and a villain and an underdog. And that tends to be how I look at an AFL season. I just choose the storylines and I'm like, who am I on the side of this year? Who do I want to see go well versus who do I not want to see go well? And it's so I can enjoy the yeah. whole game. I think if I was just solely focused on the Bulldogs and what the – I don't know. That to me just feels like, you know, it feels like you're watching Game of Thrones, but you're only interested in like one particular character in Game yeah. of Thrones. You're right. And every every game has a narrative. Every, you know, um, round has a narrative. Every season has a narrative. And that's what you've got to buy into. So, Pete Elliott, you're an idiot, mate. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, we both think Melbourne are going to win the flag. Moving on to North Melbourne. New coach mm -hmm. uh, that we know about, Alistair Clarkson. Um new who's their captain 
Oh, he's a new captain because mm. Zeebel stepped down. Did they have that okay. announced a captain? Who is the new Who captain? Who would it be? It would be either um, Cunnington or Uniki. Uh, it would be. It's not Cunnington. It's not Because uh, I think it might be Jai Simpkin and… Oh, I think it's co-captains actually. I reckon… I reckon… I think they've got two and one of them's Jai Simpkin, I'm pretty sure. And the other one is one of those players who plays for North Melbourne who has a really… Wayne Schumerbush. No, <laughs> the name's not that exotic. It's like James McDonald or oh, Luke, yeah. Luke McDonald? Does that… Luke, Luke McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon it's Jai Simpkin and Luke McDonald. I, okay. Who won their best at first? No idea. Um, Jai Simpkin? James y- Uniaki. UD, Davies? UDL, UDL, whatever his name is. that what is it? UDL. Let's, Joe let's Simpkins their best player, I would think. I don't even, I mean, again. He's the, Joe Simpkin, Joe Simpkin like? is the Jack, He's Jack, Jack Crisp, Crisp and Rory Laird of North Melbourne. He's. Okay. I'm happy to defer to you. I don't on, know though. It could be, it could be someone. Well, Mike, can I ask, hmm. are we correct in assuming that North have co-captains? You are correct. Okay. And. Before we spend one of our other choices, have we said the name of the person who won their best and fairest at this point? I know that's kind of a clue, but... Oh, I'm not going to answer that, but okay. what I am oh, going to say... Fair enough. Trust your gut. Okay. That's the okay. key to this well, that, game. That, that, well, that is <laughs> <In> that case, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say Joe Simpkin okay. won the best and fairest. And Luke McDonald is the other co-captain. Yeah, yeah that is a really well-played round, guys. That's four for four. Well done. And <laughs> I love this. And no prompting. But the judge is also the coach. <laughs> no prompting <laughs> from me that there were two captains. I was wondering if I would have to come on in. but Well, at one stage we weren't able to identify any captain and we managed to get to two. <laughs> so I think that actually was a real – I felt like we came from way behind on that one and managed to nut it out. We warmed up. Okay, moving on to uh, Port Adelaide. Just give your, uh, your position oh, for the... Oh, uh, for the bottom six. Oh, okay. bottom, goes without saying. Bottom, <laughs> bottom for both of you, was it? Bottom, bottom. Yeah. I mean, if Melbourne are finishing on the top, then you mm-hmm. can see North finishing on the bottom. Oh, just quickly, by the way. Well, because we're about to talk about Port Adelaide. So let, the, the Jason Horn mm-hmm. Francis of it all. What is your feeling on that? I know he's a he's a 19-year-old kid mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't want to beat up on, a, on, on like, a, a kid and stuff, but... If I was a North Melbourne supporter, I would be so dirty on this. Not only because the fact that you lost a number one draft pick, but the fact that Kane Corns is fucking crowing about it and using this kind of shift of a player as as somehow being like, because your club is so incompetent and, you know, you're punishing him for an ice bath and, you know, we're going to welcome in support with open arms. I don't know, man. Like, I don't... I feel like this kid's getting a lot of pressure on him now, thanks to Kane, mainly. I mean, Kane versus North Melbourne is its own narrative. Like, I think that the minute that Sonia Hood, is that her name? The uh, yeah. kind of had that drive by of Kane, he has put that in his little book of <laughs> anytime I have an opportunity to lean in North Melbourne, I'm going to do it. And he's channeled most of that through Jason Horn Francis and the expectation and pressure he has put on that kid. He's either going to be absolutely right and he mm. is going to be a gun over there. And that is a sad indictment on North Melbourne. Or, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of. Because he is building it up. Well, Kane Corns too, who's Mr. Ridiculous that you hand out long-term contracts until Jason Horn Francis gets a, was a seven-year contract. He's like, oh, no, that's all good, yeah. but that's good. That makes a I lot mean, of that, sense. That's when you want to I think you find yeah. that's the exception to the rule. <laughs> um, okay. Coach Ken Hinckley, 
captain. Oh, I always forget. Mm. It's that dude. He's a defender. Oh, you're uh, right. Because um, I, I was going to say Boke, but it's not Boke. It's um, no. Uh, it's, he, um, he's good looking. Um, he yeah. He's a def- dark hair defender. Oh, he's, he's name got dark is, hair. I thought he he's um. Oh, maybe he doesn't. No, um, um, he's got kind of Fabian Francis. No, no. that's not his name. <laughs> re, re, is it a double barrel name? It's, I think it's a double barrel name. It's it's one of those names where he's isn't he the guy who got described as being having a shit rig? Oh. No, 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 that's not him, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, he, he like he. Oh shit! Damn it! Um, he's okay. Now look, Hawthorne stumped mm. us, and Port is stumping us because we haven't even got to the best and fairest. I mean, uh, so the best and fairest, or is, or is Ollie Wines captain? Ollie Wines, no. Mm. Ollie Wines would have won their best and fairest the year before, but he wouldn't. I don't think he would have last year. Uh, uh, re, uh um, Keys. Burn? No. What are you? No, that, are you that's the guy stroke? from Mad Max Road. <laughs> <laughs> My keys are on fire. No. Um, oh, I can't um, remember his name. He's a real stand-up guy. Like plays in the back line. He fuck. Ah. Uh, okay. Welcome back to Two Guys One Cup, an AFL adjacent podcast. Who do you think won their best in fairest? Who had a good year at Port Adelaide? Boke had a good year again. Um, did what butters or someone that no, butters didn't um what about was it yeah, they missed a lot of their young guns connor rosie had a really out. good year rosie though was at, he had a good did year he? Then, didn't he rosie i don't know uh, was he injured for a part of it no, i mean probably um, they lost the first five games so it's mm, hard to get a bead um so fuck yeah fuck, i don't man i, I know i feel like, i feel like mm. i know less about this than i do about hawthorne <sighs> fuck me um Oh, we can't even remember the name of the fucking captain. So, Should we? But, so, but we only have one left as well. So we can't – do we spend it on we the best and fairest or do we do it can on the captain? Can we pin this one? Let, let's, okay. just pin, yeah, we let, let's pin this because yeah, I feel like – can we pin twice <laughs> Sorry. one? I think I said you have Two one pins? skip. No, this is not a skip. This is clearly yeah. a pin, which is a completely different thing. <laughs> yeah, so we're okay. pinning this Well, your one. pin card – you now have no <laughs> movement cards left. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. We have to answer. We're compelled to answer from now on. Okay. okay. All right. Move on to the Tigers. And But now more I'm doing is thinking about Port Melbourne. <laughs> We're po- they're called the Port Tigers. Adelaide for a start. I don't know who the Port Melbourne captain or best and fairest was. Oh, but, um, <laughs> fuck. Um, okay. Moving on yeah. to uh, uh, Richmond. Okay. Our coach is um, uh, Dimmer Hardwick. Yep. Damien Hardwick. Um, captain is... Oh. Uh, oh. T- co-captains. Is it? I reckon. Tom Lynch and No, it's um Dylan no. Grimes. What? I think Really? No, no, Grimey. no, it, no, it isn't. Oh, is it um the Ruckman? Like what's the Ruckman's name? Ivan Soldo. No, not him. The one that everybody likes. That um not that I'm saying that they don't <laughs> like him, but you know, he's <laughs> a real <laughs> did sound like that, which was not what I was going for. He's a very popular <laughs> player. Oh, the the tank, Nankervis. Nankervis is tank. Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah. Toby Nankervis. Yeah. Brian Nankervis Not from Nankervis, Rock. Not Ian Nankervis. Raymond J. Bartholomew. He does some poems before the game. Um, I think he, Nankervis is co-captain with someone that might be Grimes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to go with with that. Um, and then best and fairest would. Uh, Shy Bolton? He had a a really amazing season last season, didn't he? Um, Who else? 
I mean, he was he, he was probably their best player, wasn't he? Oh, Tom Lynch had a good year Tom as well. Tom Lynch had a good year. Full forward. Um, or is there someone else that we're missing who's just... Oh, jeez, we're uh, really falling. We have, this is the St Kilda yeah. season of last year. It started, <laughs> started really strongly, but... Um, who would I mean? Let's we. I think we got more educated chance of guessing here. So I, I'm, okay. I'm happy with Bolton, even if it wasn't him. I, I'm happy with that as a guess. Like I feel like we haven't yeah, embarrassed and ourselves. And Grimes and Nankervis as captains. Yeah, because at no, least we know good. that Bolton had a good season. Whereas like at some of these other clubs, we're guessing people that we're not even sure played. So I feel like let's let's at least roll the dice and see how we go on this one. Coach Hardwick, captains Grimes and Nankervis. Oh, okay. Yes, Nankervis. Nankovis, <laughs> but yeah, Nankovis, <laughs> and best. I've heard. I've heard people call him Nankovis. Yeah. Well, they're uh, right. be, best and fairest, Tom Lynch. Oh, you. Oh, oh no, fuck, Charlie. Well, I, you know, I didn't say that you. with any certainty. I just I was naming. I, no, I just was naming. He players did have a great team. Names, I know. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, and where will the Tigers finish? Oh, middle six. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I think top six, couple of big ins with mm -hmm. Taranto and Hopper. Yeah, but a lot of their um, top best players are getting older. I, I, I think as well. I, I, I think they'll still be good, but yeah. I, I think middle six. All righty, moving on to the Saints now. I know the answers to this, so this okay. will, I, I will let you uh, guess. Ross well. Lyon, Jack Steele. Now I like this is where it gets. Um, do, well, do you want me to give you a clue, or do you want? Or do you well. Want, I mean, this is a yeah, this is a team effort. Like, we can't go to Mike. You can give me a clue, okay? Because right. we're doing this together anyway. Okay. So um, now, do you want like? I mean, I could give you a really obvious clue, which is like, but maybe I'll give you a toe flop style clue. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. So, if your friend was, if you have a friend, um, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I was going to give you the. Okay, wait. Um, <laughs> So, uh, if, if I was, if I, this is so dumb, if I was a Catholic and I was eating a French pastry and what? it was so tasty that I thought I was going to hell. <laughs> you might say. You were a Catholic that, that, who was eating a French pastry. Mike, do you get that it? That you thought was going to send you to hell. Yeah, I do. I I do get it. I do get it. Do, do you agree with that clue? Yeah. And it, it, it's not it's not croissants. If that's yeah. where your mind's going, oh, damn, because that was the only one I was thinking. <laughs> what's a okay? What's a cream-filled French dessert? Uh, Eclair, yeah. um, Jenny Eclair, the comedian Jenny Eclair, okay. the British comedian Jenny and Eclair. So I'm worried um, that if I eat this Eclair, I'm going to yeah. go to hell. So that would that, that, go to hell. Yeah. Because it's so uh, guilty, uh, rich, uh, decadent. What do people Eclair go to decadent. hell for? Sin, eclair sin, sin eclair. Sin. <laughs> sin. <laughs> do you have a guy called Sin Eclair playing for your club? Almost. <laughs> Jack Sinclair. <laughs> yes. Sin Jack Sin Eclair. Sin It's just as if Mario was saying his name. Sin It's a me, Jack Sin Eclair. 
<laughs> oh, that was the worst one. But I've got that out of my system, Will. So all my clues when we do the pocket profile during mm. the season will be much better. No, that was good. I liked that. It got me there. Okay. <laughs> and I just said Jack because I assumed he's at the Saints. Yeah. His first name's Jack. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, Saints, mm, I don't, I'm not hopeful mm. of this year. I think bottom six for the Saints this year. Uh, uh, yeah, sadly, I think you're probably right. Okay. Moving on to my beloved Swans. Uh, coach, uh, horse, John Longmire. Mm-hmm. Captains. Oh, oh, is it they co-captain oh, still? They, they do. Luke Parker yeah. and Callum mm. Mills, I believe. Or is it Dane Rampey? I get them confused. Oh, no, it's Jake Lloyd. Oh, no, hang on. Is Jake Lloyd a captain? I reckon they've got, I think they've got three captains. Sydney. This is why you can fucking hate Sydney. They've got three captains. Settle down, Sydney. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. I'm happy with uh, three captains. Can we ask Mike that? Is there yeah. a clue? They've got three captains. They've got an investment captain, a couple of investment <laughs> captains, a holiday captain and, and an investment captain. captain. <laughs> I can confirm it is a triple captaincy and okay. it is the right, only so, okay. triple captaincy in the AFL. Yeah. Okay. So it's. I think it's Parker, Mm. Lloyd, and Mills is my guess. Would you say that? Um, No. Parker. No. I. Mike. He's. he's, Parker. (laughs) Parker. Parker. Who did we say before? Mills, Ben Rampey, Jake Lloyd. Mm. Fuck. Definitely Parker. Um, Mills sounds okay to me. Um, is Dane Rampy leadership material, or is he? Don't think. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's been captain, but I don't know if he is still or not. What about Rampy Mills uh, and Parker? Get rid of Jake Lloyd. Yeah, I'm more comfortable with that, but I could well be wrong. Um, um, and who was their best in Paris? Uh, was it that the Chad? What's his name? Um, Chad. You know, Chad Warner. Chad Warner. He had a good what season. But Luke Parker had a great had a really season as well, season. didn't he? Mm. Um, Warner did have a very good season, though. Or would it be, I mean, uh, Paddy McCartan had a good year, but I don't think it was best and fairest year. No. Um, Era, Goulden's still young, in and out. Didn't really have, I, I'd say it's, uh, I'd say it's Parker or Warner for best and fairest. Or maybe Mills or maybe Rampy. Like, oh, God, this is the problem. They made the waters with too many names. I'm totally confused um, on this. Okay. I, fuck. Yeah. I mean, they played in the grand final. This should be a team that we should be able to identify who was their best and fairest and who are their captains. Um, okay. Um, By democratizing their leadership group, they've made them all unmemorable. <laughs> yeah. So, best and fair. No, I've got no, I've I literally got no idea. I'm going to say if I had to have a guess, I think that. I'm going to say Callum Mills. I don't even best, fucking know who. I reckon Callum Mills won their best and fairest. Or Luke Parker. I would have said, and I reckon I would have those, said maybe yeah. it was Warner. I reckon Warner had such a good season that maybe it was him. He's so young, um, though. They don't normally just give those best and fairest to her. He, he would have won like a yeah, best know. best young player or some one of those kind of clubman awards. Mm. Um, well, look, if you why not? I okay. mean, what have we got to lose? If we're going to be putting Mills and Rampy and Parker into the leadership, then why don't we give yeah. Chad Warner the best and fairest? 
You know what I mean? Like, okay. We'll, we'll cover the field, cover, cover the, the field. spread, at least yeah. try to say names that are... Yeah, okay, good. All right. All right, I'm Mark, we're that. locking that in. Coach Longmire, captains, Luke Parker, Dane Rampy, Callum Mills. Fuck yes. Best and fairest, Callum Mills as well. Ah, fuck. Ah, I knew it. Charlie. Ah, I man. knew it. No, but I was the one who said we should cover the spread. Um. Mm. Swannies are an interesting watch this year because it can go one or two ways, can't it? Like the Bulldogs really mm. struggled from their grand final loss, barely made the finals. But the Swans just have so much talent and they play at the SCG. So I'm going to say top six. Yeah, top six, I think, as well. I think comfortably top four, actually. I don't know. Maybe not. I feel don't like, you reckon this is a season like, where there's so many good teams at the top end? Like when you look at Brisbane, like I also, I even think the Bulldogs, people are sleeping on the Bulldogs. But I reckon there's like eight teams that look top four potential. There's a whole bunch of teams that I think if they had the right amount of luck could win the flag. But I do think that there's some clear standouts still. And I th- I feel like Geelong and Melbourne, to me, Geelong and Melbourne feel like they are a rung above everybody else. And then like maybe that next rung down is like, you know, your Sydney's and Brisbane and you know, maybe hopefully the Bulldogs and Collingwood and yeah. those teams. Okay, let's move on to the West Coast Eagles. Mm-hmm. Coach Adam Simpson, captain. Oh, boy. Luke Shuey? I don't know. Dylan Shield? Does he play for Buzz <laughs> Racing? <Resonant>? No. <laughs> I mean, it'd be weird. Dom Shield. Like, I mean, that's a I mean, step for what I that's a, Oh, yeah. Dom maybe Sheed. it might be Dom Shield. It's a DNA. I was going to say, yeah. yeah it's, um, I, I think that, yeah, that would be a whole different step to what Adelaide did if you actually just appoint your um, captain a player who plays at another club. Not just from another club, but you're just literally like, yeah, we've appointed our captain. It's uh, Tom Stewart. <laughs> Hang on, but you can't. He plays for a different team. Oh, no. Don't we care. Find He's very great inspiring. leader. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, so what did, who did you say? Luke Shuey. So yeah. they're both the same guy as far as like, you know, Dom Sheed, Luke Shuey. It could be either of those guys. And I, I would totally. But I think it probably is one of those two. Yeah. Would be my guess. And I reckon, I can't I reckon think of anybody best else. and fairest might have been Tom mm. Barras. I think he had a really good year oh, last okay. year. Um, and, you know, that was a game, it was a season where they didn't win a lot of games, so a defender's probably going to get more attention, mm. get more more play. Well, like, I mean, I have no idea who their best and fairest would have been, so I'm happy to go with Barras. Um, captain. Uh, uh, let's go with Shuey. Sheed or Shuey, which is... Which, which is the sheet of the old, the old, the old, the eternal question, sheet or shoey? Uh, I'm happy to sheet go with shoey. Shoey. I mean, it feels pretty on brand for a Western Australian club to have a captain called shoey. <laughs> yeah, we'll lock that in, Mike. That's three for three. Good oh, job. fuck yes. Tom oh, Barras is best and fairest. Oh. Yep. Barras. Adam Simpson, Luke Shuey, Charlie. Tom Barras. How the fuck did that stick I'm not in my mind? Sh- I'm not sure that if you give me 15 minutes, I would have even named Tom Barras. So you, congratulations. I don't sir. know how that stuck in my subconscious. It just did. I think, okay. yeah, yeah. Well done, me. I'm really proud of myself. Um, okay. I'm proud of you. Honestly, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Western Bulldogs. We'll come back to um, Port and, and Hawthorne. Um, did we say we're West Coast? They're going to oh, finish? Uh, bottom six. Bottom six. Bottom six. 
Okay. Uh, Bulldogs. Now, this is all about me. Uh, coach Luke Beveridge, Captain Marcus Bontempelli, mm -hmm. best and fairest. Mm -hmm. Now, Bont had yep. a pretty restricted year last year. Correct. Um, Bailey Smith had his own issues going on, so I don't think he would have on it. Um, Josh Dunkley would be sad if your best and fairest went to another club, but is that possible that that could have mm. It would happen. Would be very sad <laughs> if that happened. Uh, is that what happened? <laughs> oh shit! I think that's what happened. Is it? No, really. I'm gonna lock in Josh Dunkley uh, uh, as your best and fairest, Mike. Three for three. Yes. Is that true? Fuck! You lost your best and fairest. Yep. Mm -hmm. But he kind of made it clear about two years ago that he was done with the dogs, didn't he? Oh, and and we gave him the best and fairest last year, and he still didn't start. <laughs> but we lost a couple of best and fairest. Lucky Hunter won a best and fairest at the Bulldogs a few years ago as well. So Brian Griffin, we lost two previous best and fairest. Captain, um, but yeah, Dunkley. Yeah, Dunkley was correct. Yeah, I um look, you would know better than me, but I look at who the dogs have brought in this year. Um, you know, tall, slim Tim and two story Rory. We we got the combo we wanted. Uh, also, Sam Darcy's had another preseason, was showing a bit last year. Jamara was showing a bit as well. like Because that was always the knock I felt on the dogs was you're too short and, you know, forward lines are a bit dysfunctional. But now you have the option of mm -hmm. sending Josh Bruce back. Maybe even Aaron Norton can go back if, you know, the other players, uh, you know, uh, lifting their game. So I think the midfield's never been the Bulldogs' problem. If anything, you're too reliant on your midfield. But I, I'm, I'm – I would not be surprised if the dogs made top four this year. And I'd, I would like to see that because I just reckon that, you know, they've been thereabouts and they still have uh, unfinished business after the 2021 grand final. So uh, top six for me, for the doggies. We've definitely gone in the opposite direction, which is we've gone from being too small to just being... So tall. Like there is a chance that we're too tall because <laughs> we are so tall. I mean, ca poor Caleb Daniel. Must, <laughs> he must wear a helmet around the club now just so he doesn't bash into <laughs> a guy's knees constantly because it is land of the giants. But um, yeah, if it worked, like it's clearly a plan. And I mean, I think a lot of the Bulldogs' success, yeah, it's going to be firstly, how do how do Lobb and Jones fit in? Oh, and Jones, like, of Do course. they make That's, us better? Yeah. And then the bigger question is, what do you get out of Jamara and Darcy as young emerging players? Because if one of them is able to take that, yeah, really big next step, then that unlocks a lot. I think that we lost two gun midfielders, Hunter and Dunkley. But the truth is the one thing in the Bulldogs, I actually think that we had too many gun midfielders. <laughs> and it guys. got to the point where... <laughs> no, but it got to the point where it was a problem because you just didn't have people playing in their best position for long enough in the games. Yeah. And then people get frustrated because they know they'd be getting more middle minutes at another club. And so... Midfield minutes. Yeah, I think it's a better balance. It feels like a better balanced team going into the season. So I'll be interested to see, you know, how it works. Well, you just need Jamara to have a 30-goal season or, you know, Jamara and Sam Dusk to have 20 goals each or whatever. And Josh Bruce... <laughs> Who was your key forward two years ago? Like he was a he's a very capable centre half back. He played it for us before we moved him forward. He played that at GWS, and I do love that he he saw the writing on the wall that apparently he approached Bevo in the preseason. Like he saw who was brought in, and was like oh shit, like mm. I don't think I'm yeah. going to be like even a third tall in this forward line. And so being proactive and saying yeah, I'll go back. I think that's really smart. So yeah, I'm pretty bullish, no pun intended, on the dogs this year. Now Charlie, you've actually gone yeah, seven I, I, in the top six. 
Just so you know. <laughs> not sure if you want to take one out, but... I can't remember who I put in the top You got six. Melbourne, um, Collingwood, Brisbane, Geelong, Sydney, Richmond, Bulldogs. Yeah, I'll pull the, I'll pull the tags out. Okay. I'll pull the tags out. Into middle um, six? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, that, does that work? Yeah. I mean... It's it's very on brand for the podcast to have more, <laughs> but that's good. I like it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the Bulldogs are going to finish in the top six. That my, that's my hope. And yes. how many is Will have in the top six? You're both now at six. You okay, and you have great. the exact okay. same people in your top six. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, good. We're on the same page. Okay. Let's go back to Hawthorne. We had a pin in them. Mm-hmm. We decided that the coach was definitely Sam Mitchell. The captain was definitely yeah. James Sisley. So this should be easy. Like, come on. It's it's either John Newcomb or it's James Sisley is the best and fairest. I think Sisley's a yeah. safe option. John Newcomb had a good season for a like a rising star, but I don't think it was a best and fairest season. Okay, I'm I'm happy with to go with that. I don't have a firm opinion either way. Okay, it's uh, all correct. Well done. What were we worried oh. about? Wait, where do you okay. think Hawthorne's going to finish? Bottom six. Oh uh, yeah, bottom six. Okay, Charlie, you've now gone seven in your bottom six. <laughs> okay, middle six. <laughs> Fuck okay. Okay. Uh, like okay, who's in my bottom six? I'll swap. I'll swap yeah. this. I'll swap the Saints out. Yeah, I'll swap Hawthorne for the Saints. Saints yeah. into middle. Yeah, because I think we could finish middle of the table, but um, you know, mm. I'm trying to do no hope, so we win. <laughs> but as Will has already disproved, that 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 theory doesn't work. Okay, no hope is hope. Yep, Port Adelaide, we can do this. Will I've got? To, we just need to remember that goddamn captain's okay. name, and then it'll, the dominoes will fall. Ken Hinckley's the coach. The defender. Yeah, is. Uh, Can you give us uh, a clue? Uh, uh, we've got to find a friend nah, left, don't uh, we? Do we have any clues left? Oh, actually, we do have something left, don't we? You've got one yeah, clue okay. left. Do we, want it, do we want it on the captain or on the best and fairest? Well, though? what's easy because to guess? I think we're more likely to work out the captain because we know who we're thinking of. We just have to think of his name because <laughs> I think we're right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he is the defender. He's been their captain for a few seasons. We know exactly who we're both talking about. I don't think he has dark hair. I reckon he has blonde hair. That's the bit that I reckon's throwing you when you're trying okay. to picture him. He has like quite good, he, he looks like a neat, like private school boy type. He's kind of got like a blonde. Is it, can not I? Not like a boy band, can I but ask more like a. Mike, with a captain, yeah. is it mm. a double barrel name? Do you mean two first names? Oh, well, no, but now no, <laughs> but that what, helps. No, what, what's a double barrel name? As like a hyphenated like, uh, surname? Yeah, no, you're thinking of that's uh, you're thinking of a different person. Okay, all right, Peter Frampton or something like that. No, I no, feel no. like he has a name that I don't I know. Thought it like was, it's a boy, I thought it was, a boy band name. Is there a Jane like Austen a, reference in his name, Mike? Not that I know of. Oh, you know who I was thinking of, Darcy Byrne Jones. Yeah, it's not him. No, that's not okay. who it is. Um, but it's. It's a name that is fuck. Is uh, it not Houston? Jones. No. Jones? No. Um Jones. I said Darcy Burn Jones. No. No, um, not not Burn Jones. But it's Jonas. Like maybe Jonas. Tom Jonas. Tom Jonas. It's Tom Jonas. There you go. That's that's it. Tom yeah. Jonas. Tom Jonas. And then the best and fairest. Who So we've got a clue. This is like this is our final one, right? Yeah. Is that right, Mike? Oh, yeah, we get a clue. We, we, yeah, 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 you've got get one a, more clue. Okay, yeah. let's Okay, use, we get a Tofop yeah, style let's clue. Use it, for let's the... use our clue. Okay. Ah, so this guy, I guess, like, say, <laughs> say you were uh, talking to someone mm-hmm. who 
was like in a flower field mm-hmm. and they had picked a bunch of a particular type of flower. Okay. You might um, say they Rosie. are- Rosie. 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 Yeah, it'd be a Rosie. Connor Rosie. Connor Rosie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they standing in a field of flowers? How is that Rosie? Well, I wasn't sure if it was Rosie or Rosie, so I wasn't. Oh, okay. I, I, I had a few good clues <laughs> okay, lined up for Tom Jonas. Like I was gonna yeah. say, um, he's got brothers. Weezer song. My name is Jonas. Um, yeah. yeah, but then you got guessed that. So then I was sort of put on the spot. Um, no, well, well done, Mike. <laughs> uh, really ably supported. Uh, Port Adelaide, I see them finishing middle. Uh, how many? Where have I got spots left in the middle six? Uh, you've only yeah, got middle. bottom six, and Will's only oh. got middle six now. Oh, shit, I'm, I'm happy with this Adelaide in the middle six. six. Um, um, I feel like mine have all settled where I want them. Middle six, I'm where am I, good. Where's, where's my bottom? Can you read me my bottom six again? Yeah. I might have to swap mine out for Port Adelaide, uh, sorry. West Coast. So, Port. Hang on. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Your middle Reading six. My middle, yeah. my middle six. Okay. Carlton, Fremantle, Gold Coast, Richmond, St. Kilda, Hawthorne. Uh, Hawthorne back into the bottom six okay. and Port into... Port into um, would it would have been good six. if you'd slid Richmond down again? <laughs> <laughs> Moved him out of the top six right down to the bottom six. <laughs> in the space of one show. Um, all right. Look, I think that's uh, that, that'll do us for the, this preseason preview. What Thank about podcast so Mike's big year of football? When we're I gonna... was getting to that. Oh, okay. It was a, it was a preamble okay. before we get Sorry. into podcast Mike's uh, big season football. Well, do you want me to just read your discrepancies? There's only two discrepancies in your... Yes. So, Tell us what the discrepancies uh, so are. So the only discrepancies in your list is um, mm-hmm. Charlie says... St. Kilda will go middle six. Will thinks they're bottom six. And yeah, Will thinks will, Adelaide will be middle six, while Charlie thinks they will be bottom six. Those are your two discrepancies. They're not hugely controversial takes. We're not really... We're, no, no big claims on two guys, one cup. Very safe. I mean, it all came together pretty easily this year, though, in regard to... Yeah. The, like, I didn't even jiggle any mine around. They all just kind of fell no. into place. So... That's interesting. But there was one year where I think we named like 12 clubs in the top six. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're getting better. We're getting better. Yeah, so uh, uh, thank you everyone who's tuned in to Do Guys One Cup. We are back uh, for round one action. The episodes will be coming out on a Tuesday, of course, on the Listener app. And we'll be giving our um, our tips on Thursday night on Instagram, as per usual. But we're introducing a new segment called a Mic Check, where we check in with Podcast Mike for his bigger year of footy. Uh, Mike, what are your predictions for this season? I'm all behind the Bombers this year and I've done a bit of research. I have been doing my reading and getting into the preseason and here is my assessment. You Mm -hmm. guys tell me if I'm right. Look, Mm -hmm. we're a new team. This is a rebirth for Essendon. New coach, younger Mm -hmm. players. We're not going to be there straight away and we might have a few losses in the first five or six rounds, right? Mm. First 15 years of the plan, I think, actually. Yeah. Listen to Robo. <laughs> but I'm going to make a bold prediction okay. now. Yeah. Essendon, mid-year, picks up a bit. We end up finishing in the eight. We make finals. For the first time in how many years has it mm. been since Essendon's played finals? Like it's, it's been a like, while. They haven't won a final. They, no, they right? played finals. Oh, they played finals. But they, they haven't, haven't won, won a final. Yeah. In 20 I'm just saying years. we'll make the eight. Yeah. And then... Lose, I, because that's what you do. I, yeah, we will definitely lose. <laughs> I think, I think that 
it might be the year for Collingwood to win again. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to make an early call just based on some of my preliminary research. Yeah, I think Collingwood might win the flag this year. Okay, which you hate, you hate to see it. Mm -hmm. We all hate to see it. I love that the most, the the hottest take, the most clickable moment from this episode is podcast (laughs) podcast Mike. Who, by the way, is dressed in his Essendon jumper. We 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 haven't even pointed out the fact that he went on to this podcast like in his Essendon jumper and his Essendon beanie. So he's the only one who's truly committed to the idea that this is going to be his big year of footy and yeah. never picked a better time to jump on board at Essendon either. Like a <laughs> and, and I'm also promising the listeners and, and Australia that you will see me at at least four AFL games what? in 2023. I mean, that's, that's amazing, which is probably more than Will and I combined. It'll certainly be more <laughs> than be I get to, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially games at the MCG because um, that's very walkable from where I live. Okay, that's fine. So well, if you are a two, if you're a two guys one cup fan and you do see uh, Mike at a game, go up and snap a photo and we'll post it on uh, the two guys <laughs> one cup Insta just to hold Mike accountable for his big year of footy. Yeah, but also hashtag podcast Mike's big year of footy. Yeah, we'll ha- we'll hashtag it. And I'm really looking forward to it as well. So I want to get in on chats with people, send me messages. I'll be watching the games on TV. Sunday afternoon, Essendon versus Hawthorne. I might be live tweeting the match. I haven't decided yet. But, uh, you know, I'm getting right into it. The great news is, Mike, that Essendon fans are notoriously kind online. So the good news is... While you're doing predictions, can I just uh, like say you've obviously done premiers. Brownlow, have you got a Brownlow tip this early in the season if you're willing to lock in who the premiers are? I'm not ready to lock in a Brownlow. That's going to take a bit more. <laughs> it's going to take a bit more. going to win the flag. I think it's going to take a bit more assessment from me throughout mm-hmm. the year to decide. All right, one last prediction. Um, can you tell us what will be the biggest footy story of the year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that... There is something pretty big is going to happen at Port Adelaide. Mm. You you heard it here first. Oh, something big is coming wow. out of Port Adelaide. I'd, I've heard mm. whispers about it just from some conversations I've been mm-hmm. having. I don't want to say too much. And you, it might not happen till very late in the year. So Intriguing. Port Adelaide. Bit of sizzle. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Can't wait to see how that unfolds. And of course, (laughs) if anyone wants to follow us, they can at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Twitter and Instagram. But that's it. That's the show. Play on, not 15. Well, we are Two Guys One Cup.